0: Kira,
1: hi Sally.
0: It's been so long since we recorded.
1: It has been a hot minute.
0: (laughs) So also, hello everyone. We're we're very happy to be back. Yep. And wow, I feel like I forgot how to podcast. Oh yeah,
1: the only thing that I remembered was to move away from the mic to Burke. Right. which is which is it's important. Exactly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, like, don't remember what we normally say at the beginning before well, we, we start.
1: Well, we say, our, so we set our names and then we'll say, like, welcome to It's Funny or Nanoki and a Supernatural podcast. Yes.
0: Welcome to the podcast that you're listening to <laughs> and that you clicked on on yes. Spotify or wherever you're listening. Wherever.
1: Oh, also, um, quick plug before I forget it. You can now rate podcasts on Spotify. So ooh. if you're listening on Spotify, like, feel free to rate us because we like gold stars here. Yay! (laughs) So we're having
0: a pretty chill episode today. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but there are actually no new episodes of Supernatural being released.
1: Super weird.
0: Very strange.
1: Yeah. It's even weirder because like I thought I saw some like uh, casting news today somehow related to Supernatural, but like I I don't know what's happening anymore.
0: I blocked it out. I'm not. I,
1: I know you did. That's why yeah. I'm saying it.
0: <laughs> Wait, so are you going to tell me?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack Hijack the, the lead in.
0: No, we can have five minutes to discuss the, the subject that we're supposed yes. to be talking about in this podcast. What?
1: Um, no, they uh, announced the last of the casting for the Winchesters. Ooh. Yeah, so they have uh, both um, Mary and John cast now and interesting? i don't know them okay. <laughs> so they're like relatively new and then the other two people that were the first that were cast i think they were announced maybe it was within the last week um it's all i can't remember if i showed you sally if i, I i'm sure our listeners have seen it but there was like a basically it's not not a call sheet a character breakdown mm. that's floated around like mm-hmm. a couple months ago that everyone started freaking out about and then a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's not legitimate, blah blah blah." Yeah. Well, it turns out it is legitimate. Oh. Um and I think I had mentioned to you that there was like a <laughs> pseudo uh Dean slash Jensen self insert.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, right? Yes, you did tell me about this. They
1: cast an unknown actor um for it and they're non-binary. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I love right? that. Right? So, in Danielle, we trust. Yes. And in, uh, what's his face? Oh, my God. Robbie. Robbie Thompson. For and a second, Robbie I Paul.
0: thought that you forgot <laughs> Jensen's <laughs> name. And I was like, no. Kira. <laughs> I know we haven't
1: been podcasting in a while, but like, come on. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's, that's the latest from the show that. Is no longer a show. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Anyway.
0: So even though it's been so long since we've podcast, we're still planning on continuing to record. Yeah. We're still planning on putting out episodes. We might do a huge rewatch. Kira already finished a rewatch of the entire series. <laughs> um, I also was doing a, re- a rewatch <laughs> And I made it pretty far. I got to season eleven, and then uh, started watching Star Trek. So now um, I've watched six seasons of Star Trek since <laughs> January. <laughs> so um, I guess when I finish Voyager, I'll get back to yes, get back to Supernatural. Meanwhile,
1: I've been watching every new show that I can find to yes. fill the void. <laughs> It's
0: so sad. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so we'll probably do an episode about our rewatch. Yeah. We'll probably um, do some more themed analytical episodes. If you guys have any fun things that you Mm -hmm. want us to talk about, if you're like, wow, I really wish that you would do an episode about like destiel werewolf shifter fanfic you know like we'll do it for you guys exactly if that's what you want yeah um but for today we're just like i said gonna do a chill episode a self-indulgent episode let's say
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can say that (laughs) yes so, but then again, what episode of our podcast isn't at least a little bit self-indulgent?
0: Yes. I mean, I feel like podcasting, <laughs> like general. as an activity, yeah. is extremely masturbatory.
1: It is known as the millennial tramp stamp, so for a reason. Oh, God. <laughs> you didn't? You've never heard of that?
0: I didn't. I hadn't heard here. <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard that. Also, I thought that tramp stamps were a millennial thing anyways.
1: No. Everyone had tramp stamps in the 90s. We were babies.
0: Yeah, but didn't millennials? We're old, but we're
1: not that old.
0: (laughs) But like elder millennials were teenagers in the 90s.
1: Yeah, I guess so. If you want to be technical about it, I'm only repeating things that I've heard. We've established this before. And I
0: only ever want to be a pedantic ass. So.
1: <laughs> you have previously labeled legal- yourself as a contrarian, so. Yeah. I know yeah. what to expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Anywho, <laughs>
0: Kira and I are both writers to varying degrees. I'm going to put myself as the varying degree here. No,
1: we're both varying degrees. Okay.
0: I've written, uh, I was about to say normal stuff. Um, <laughs> I've written non fan fiction, yeah. and I've also written fan fiction and supernatural fan fiction. Yeah. Kira, you mostly have written uh, fiction, non fiction. But you're dipping your toes into some fanfic. Yes, I am.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I thought it would be really fun to do one of those writers, fic writers, ask memes that's always going around Twitter and Tumblr. So I stole a whole bunch of questions and I'm going to ask them. Yay. <laughs> are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Sure. Okay. So, first question is: What was the first thing you remember writing?
1: Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I guess you're asking. I didn't the think question. like I'm like
0: I wrote down all these questions. Did I think about any of my answers to these? Did I prepare? No.
1: Good. That's that's yeah. actually better because then I feel like I'm not going to be the only unprepared one in this instance. It's no, okay, I can edit it. out all of the pauses. <laughs> no you won't Uh, i will (laughs) oh right you edit out the pauses not the ums i edit out some of the ums some of them okay um
0: (laughs) if we edited out all of them like our episodes would only be like 20 minutes long
1: (laughs) yeah um (laughs) damn it now i'm doing that thing that happened to misha at a convention where you become incredibly aware of your verbal tics damn it um
0: shit i <laughs> anyway, was talking about I mean, my own verbal tics not yours <laughs> don't worry
1: but i'm doing them <laughs> they're contagious so this is this is actually the perfect question because i was gonna like my, in my brain i kind of had when you first pitched this uh the idea for this episode to like jump back in which we definitely needed clearly uh so, like a little bit of a buffer again self-indulgent masturbatory episode. um One of the thoughts that I had was kind of taking it back to our first ever episode of our podcast where we kind of went through uh, how we got into Supernatural and that kind of stuff. So, like, I was definitely thinking of, like, the same kind of idea when it came to, like, but specifically for writing. And so this is perfect. Like, I, uh, my first foray into writing was poetry. So I don't know if I could remember the exact poem that I wrote. Uh, that was my first form of writing, other than like like. Do diaries count? No. No. Okay. So in terms of like writing a piece of writing, it's definitely poetry it was like my first foray into writing. All
0: right. And how you? old would you have been?
1: Oh, I would have been. I want to. I was under ten. Okay. Yeah.
0: Do you remember? like, why you wanted to do it?
1: Was it, like, um, in
0: school? Or did you just spontane Like, did you read some poetry?
1: I think I read some poetry. Yeah. And then wanted to, like, mimic it to a certain f- amount. Or, like, it could have even been something as simple as, like... Because you, you only have to tell me something once and I'll, like, clasp onto it like it's a life raft. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have even been something where, like, my teacher... You know, was teaching and said something to the effect of like, you know, poetry is used to express emotions in a very like pure way or what whatever. However, they taught poetry in like grade school, mm-hmm. and then that was that was all I needed. I'm sure to <laughs> then like get all my preteen angsty. Kind of like I don't know why at this point I'll know when I'm thirty, but I, I don't know why right now I can see everything going on in the world and none of my peers can. Let me put that on onto paper. It was mm-hmm. basically I think my my thing. Hmm. What about you?
0: So again, don't remember how old I was. Probably like seven or eight, I want to say.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like for me it was around that time. Yeah, seven, and eight, this eight,
0: definitely. Eight like, wasn't the first thing that I wrote. Like, I'm sure I wrote something for school or, like, you know. Because the other thing about writing, I feel like, for little kids is the line between, like, playing and writing when you're really little. It's, like, you're making up a story for your, like, imaginative dress-up games. And then that can, like, morph into writing something down. So, like, I don't remember that. But I remember at one point... My uncle got me, like, a publish-your-own-book kit for Christmas or something. So it was, like, like a blank, like, picture-book-style thing. And I wrote a story about, um, like, a chocolate kiss in the factory. Like, I don't remember what happened, but it was, like... (laughs) what happened to the chocolate kiss becoming conscious and like going through the conveyor belt and like getting melted down and like baked into a cookie um and I can still like picture like the cover that I drew and stuff yeah so that was probably the first thing I never got into poetry I was not a poetry writer
1: you're not as pretentious as me though (laughs) I'm pretentious in a different Different way from you yeah (laughs) We're all pretentious in our own ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, like, you you talking about your memory of it is kind of unlocking mine in a weird way of, like, I do kind of have this distinct memory. Like, a, a lot of, like, I still have all of my, literally all of my poems that I've ever written in my life. Nice. Um, even, like, the shittiest of shit ones. <laughs> even the ones where it's like I read it and I'm like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um Because I am somewhat of an archivist for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I hold on to everything. But um, I do, a a lot of my early first poems were all about nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do have this kind of like vivid memory of like being around that age and walking uh, down this laneway that I always used to take to school and just kind of being overcome by like a spring day and needing like feeling this like compulsion to get that feeling down on paper kind of thing yeah
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and i wonder too because you were saying about you know at that age like is it personal writing or is it for school or like where does it come from for me i was the like one that was reading for pleasure already yeah right uh like so much like literally like i i would uh read during lessons because i was so bored Yep. Yeah, you too, right? Yep. Same. Uh, <laughs> Love the
0: old, those, the like little school desks. Yep. And you would just have the book open. Yep. In And it was the perfect, the perfect spot. It's like they built those desks so that you could exactly. be reading while yeah. your teacher was talking.
1: <laughs> 100%. Um, so yeah, and I think there's like a strong correlation between reading for pleasure and writing for like pleasure, like pers- doing personal writing as opposed mm-hmm. to writing for school. Because I think the, I don't know if you remember the first thing that you wrote for school, but the first thing that I remember, like, writing for school is, like, a a memoir assignment. Mm. That was it. Like, it was, like, an autobiography kind of setup where it was, like, super structured and, like, oh, this is how you would write your autobiography that and I'm like no I'm not interested <laughs> I'm eight years old what do you want from me I haven't I don't haven't had a life yet well actually I have had a life but it's not <laughs> anything I'm going to write it's be- <laughs> not anything I want to put on these pages quite yet <laughs> mm-hmm. anyways
0: okay next question what is the best slash your favorite thing that you've ever written
1: um I I just have to pause though to say that I feel like I am getting interviewed at the moment. Yeah, you <laughs> and are. like not necessarily in a bad way, because I'm like, is this gonna prepare me for my future author domination yes. tour? <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh god, that makes me very nervous. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> even just thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. favorite thing I've ever written. Oh god. I, I I my brain automatically went into the like media prepared uh uh answer which is I haven't written it yet. Boom, off the stage. Um tomato, so, tomato. <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. Um Sorry, my brain immediately went to the life cycle of phrases on the internet. <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh So favorite thing I've Favorite ever slash best. Favorite slash best. Written. Okay. And it can um, be
0: like an entire piece. It can right. be like a line. line. It can be a scene.
1: Cool. I would say my, the thing that immediately jumps to mind is a piece that I posted on Medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a piece about my mom. It was called Letter to My Mother. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it and published it three months after she passed and I wouldn't say it I would say it's my favorite because of the response that I got in the sense that like a lot of people like I got really good commentary from the people that I know Mm -hmm. um about it and honestly like I care more about that than like strangers on the internet but I also got um really nice kind of heartfelt like mutual um commentary on it and I recently went back, and it, so it's been over three years now since I published that, which is fucking insane. Yep. Um, and I recently was, like, looking at my my Medium posts and stuff, and I went back and started reading it, and I, I couldn't finish for whatever re- reason at the time. Like, I just, I don't know, I just didn't want to. But even reading, like, the first uh, paragraph, I was like, <clears throat> yeah, I'd edit the out to this at this point. <laughs> um, not, not like content wise, but just mm-hmm. like it, you know, the flow is off and stuff because there was a lot of emotion in it. But I think the reason why that jumped to my mind right away was because of that, because recently kind of starting to go reread it and not liking it, but being okay with that mm-hmm. and recognizing that the imperfections that I'm seeing now were 100% because of um, the state in which it was written. And that maybe that's like, I'm thinking just right now saying that maybe that's like something that I needed to know going forward, like as, cause I think one of the reasons too, why you said like, we're writers to varying degrees is cause like, I do want to pursue some sort of professional yeah. life as a writer. Um, so I think honestly, that's the only instance in where we like differ as writers, but mm-hmm. um yeah, so I think I think that that's why I'll say right now that that's my favorite. All right. Yeah. And you, Madame? Um, the big I also you're I also
0: didn't. On? Um, no, no. <laughs> um. Wow, I really should have thought about this more <laughs> before I did this. Um. It's okay. I'm I'm gonna cheat, and it's a tie, um mm-hmm. between one fic that I wrote that like did not get any engagement at all and I know why it's because it was a threesome fic with a girl in it and those get less interest and it was like it, there are lots of external roundabout reasons why
1: was, was it at least MMF yeah um, you're forgiven them thank you <laughs>
0: um and it was, like, it, it was a rare pair. Like, it was definitely. Right. Um, I think I
1: remember you telling me about that one. Actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's just, like, it's no one's favorite. It's, um, <laughs> but.
1: You're really making me want to read it. <laughs> but I
0: really liked it. And I feel like I put something of myself into the main character. And it just, like, spoke to me. And I've reread it several times. And it just makes me feel very fond Um, and then the other one is the first Supernatural fic that I ever published because, because it was the first fic that I had published in, like, since I was 12. Wow. And it was, it was when I was in this relationship that was not great and... I just remember, and see, I'm I'm saying all these, I guess the, the first one was a thing that I liked because of the content, um, but this one was entirely the experience where, like, the first comment I got on that fic, and I only got, like, four comments, but it was, like, the best feeling I've ever had in my entire life. It sounds like I'm exaggerating. I'm not. Like the most serotonin, adrenaline, like I was like jumping up and down Mm -hmm. basically in my living room from the excitement of like writing a thing and publishing it. Like that too. It wasn't just the comment. It was like the Mm -hmm. physical act of like having an idea and then creating something and then putting it out into the world in this format where it still blows my mind that like fan fiction is such this amazing genre where it's like the like production quality of my fanfic that i post on AO3 is the same production value of like my favorite fanfic authors who write like novel length fics and get thousands and thousands of kudos um, and like both things are the same production value. They have the same, like, they're not going to get the same amount of kudos or comments, but they have the same chance. Like there's shown to the same 100%. amount of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just like the thrill of doing that makes that first fic that I published just like so special to me.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's so, cause so, okay. So I've only (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've only published one Mm thick and it was just like a short little one shot Mm -hmm. and everything. And so it's like I I, I, and I haven't even been working on the the next thing that I want to do that. I know people will be excited for. And everything people have already shown interest. So it's like it's just a matter of doing it. It's so weird because we are like opposites in that way. Mm -hmm. I find it. I don't necessarily find it harder to write fan fiction per se, and I don't think you actually find it harder to write general fiction. I think it's just like our, like, the thing that gives us the, like, happy chemicals Mm -hmm. from writing is a different source. Yes. Like, I think that that's just, you know... But then also, too, it's that thing where it's like it's I think it's like a skill thing, like especially like if I had been writing fan fiction when I was 12, mm-hmm. I'd probably be giving a very different answer right now. <laughs> like, a, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing, because I think it's like writing like anything is a skill that you develop. It's not, you know, I, I I don't know about you, but I count for so many people, especially if I tell them that I'm a writer or do writing or anything. They're like, oh, I could never write. I'm like, no shut up (laughs) you're wrong like i'm sorry you're wrong and they'll be insistent and i'm like no you are wrong it Mm doesn't like anyone can write anyone because it is a skill Mm -hmm. anyway tangent over (laughs)
0: okay question number three what is the most embarrassing thing that you've ever written
1: for our listeners I just made a very visceral, like, body motion. <laughs> and now I'm feeling very like, oh, I need to cocoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is the most embarrassing thing I've ever written? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> my. I'm not going to say the real answer, because no, that's between me and my therapist. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the, the, um, the non-traumatic answer oh, no. would be <laughs> sorry um the non-traumatic answer would be uh i just realized how many things people are gonna think of what they're referring to oh no um oh god i might have to do you have something off the top of your head because I, I might okay you go first because i think i have to think about it a bit more. okay
0: so my most embarrassing thing is a poem obviously
1: <laughs> ironically um. enough. <laughs>
0: So in grade nine, um, I did not like my English teacher, and we had to, you know, write poetry because
1: for- they made you write poetry. <laughs> no, it wasn't
0: even that. I didn't like her for other reasons. Um, I know that was that was irrelevant. I shouldn't be petty, um, but we had to. I think partly it was because we had to do like creative projects, and like I don't like being forced to like do something that feels like not relevant you know like so I so I ended up like we had to sort of make like a book or something I don't know either way for this project I ended up like binding a book and it was glam rock themed and everything that I decorated the book with was makeup So I like used like glitter, eyeshadow, and stuff.
1: This all feels very on brand. Oh, it's so on brand! (laughs) It's so on brand.
0: And so, like, I included like like an analysis of some pieces of writing. Like, we we were allowed to just like put like assignments that we had done into the project, whatever it was. Right? Like, it had to include certain things. Like, we had to pick a favorite poem. So I picked a poem in French by Charles Verland. Like. And made some comment about how poetry sounds better in French because I was a fucking pretentious little idiot. Um, and then there were t- a couple of poems that I had written, one of which was about David Bowie, and it's really, nice. really bad and nice. just deeply embarrassing. Like I, like my friend Monica has been begging me to send her <laughs> pictures of, and I like I sent her a picture of the French poem. And, like, the blurb that I – but I, like, I cannot send her this poem where I talked about David Bowie wearing, like, tight satin pants and, like, (laughs) aesthetics and, like, uh, it's so – (laughs) like, I realize I'm not describing it. Like, like I realize that maybe it sounds cool. It's not cool. (laughs) It's not cool.
1: Well, at the end of the day, too, it's, like, if it makes – Something like poetry is so personal, even if it's about something very, like, outside of you. So, it's like, if it makes you cringe, then that's enough said. Like, it doesn't it really me. matter. <laughs> it makes my skin
0: crawl thinking about the fact that, like, my classmates read it.
1: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> anyway, so that's my answer.
1: It's a good answer. Um, God, I honestly... I'm trying to think, I feel like, I feel like there's definitely essays from university that embarrass me. Um, <laughs> that's my like cop-out answer. Um, I don't know. Are you um, just so self-assured that you're like, nothing I wrote is
0: embarrassing? <laughs> well, we've talked about
1: before how I'm very arrogant about my write- writing and I don't care what anyone thinks of that. I will continue I'm- to be arrogant about my writing.
0: I love that energy.
1: (laughs) Love that energy. Um, Yeah, okay. Maybe I can talk about the real thing, but I'll do it in in an equally very abstract way. Well, actually, more abstract way. (laughs) Oh, there's someone on a motorcycle. (laughs) Vroom, vroom, vroom.
0: Also, as a side (laughs) note, we're recording this on Zoom, but Kira, angel that she is, bought me an adapter um, for my mic and sent me my mic. So this is the first time that we're recording with this particular setup. So I'm like, yeah, we could both hear that motorcycle. Will I be able to hear it when I start editing?
1: Who Uh, knows? Who
0: knows? It's going to be an exciting mystery.
1: Exactly. I am 100% convinced though that the audio will still be better than it's been in a year
0: 100 percent, 100
1: um what was he saying oh right okay so most embarrassing so mine was also a poem and it's a poem that i wrote i i don't know i can't remember what age it was it was definitely when i was a teenager so like weirdly enough around the same time and i it was just something that i wrote out like it was, I'll never forget, it was on a Word document and it was out of frustration and it was this like very like teenage kind of, I'm um, misunderstood to the point where I don't understand myself and no one, that like everything is unknowable um, kind of thing. I'm even describing it terribly intentionally, uh, but it was so embarrassing to me even at the time that is, the second I wrote it. I did that thing where I highlighted the text and I made it white text <laughs> and saved the document so that I still had it. Because again, I'm an archivist. Yeah. I might still have it. I don't know. Oh I gotta, I don't want to go looking for it. <laughs> um, but I was so embarrassed by it even immediately <laughs> that I could not uh, handle someone opening up the document and reading
0: <laughs> I love that. That's like that's actually really impressive. The like right? instant shame.
1: Oh yeah. Well, cuz the poem, the poem was about shame ironically. I'm very meta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also love the strategy. Amazing yeah. strategy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a trauma response. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh. question 4. What is your current work in progress?
1: Mine's a novel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The working title is The Bismuth Necklace. And I am about seven scenes left, or away, I should say, from the end. It's taken me over a year to write it, but it's... The word count is like peanuts compared to some of my favorite fanfics, but it's fine.
0: (laughs) I mean, you can say, it's taken me over a year to write it. You can also say... It's only taken me
1: true, very accurate, yeah, under yeah.
0: two years to write yeah. it. That's I like it's all that. about I like perspective. perspective. Yeah,
1: um, should I say what's what it's about a yeah. little bit or yeah, do it. Um, I mean, if you want to, if you're comfortable, yeah. sharing. I'll, I'll with give the, glass. The, the I'll give the synopsis I'll give the uh, what's it called the log line. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, basically there's this cursed necklace made out of bismuth and uh basically like murder and everything follows this necklace everywhere it goes and the story um basically is set up to there's this jeweler that is hired by an heiress the heiress of the necklace to make a reproduction and it's all about well who's going to find the original first the jeweler or the heiress The pitch, if you will, yeah.
0: Kara has sent me parts. Yeah, of this novel, and
1: it, there, they just want to know what happened. There, there is there is some fan fiction influence, <laughs> as there should be purely from the the, the In terms of smutiness, it's definitely that. not a very smutty novel. But it's like there was never going to be smut in it before. Yes. So what you're saying <laughs> is that fan
0: fiction has corrupted you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, asterisk corrupted me publicly. Yes. Made me just... shameless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've come full circle now.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, we must uh, all release our
1: shame. <laughs> <laughs> I already know, but for our listeners, Sally, what are you working on right now?
0: <laughs> Speaking of being shameless, uh, uh. Um, I am almost finished writing um, Bigfoot erotica. That's that's it. That's the yeah. that's it. That's the fic. The <laughs> like it's like that line: Bigfoot is real, and he ate my ass. Uh-huh. That's it. That's the
1: fic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Last time I checked, you were stuck on that particular part. I yes. <laughs> um,
0: it's still it's it's still coming. It's it's no pun and I mean no pun intended. Near, but it's nearing completion. It is nearing completion. It's just hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Side note: just because this naturally made me think of it. Um, I've been watching. Uh, the latest season of Killing Eve, I promise no spoilers necessarily. Um but uh I in watching it, we're like a few episodes into the final season. And I just all of a sudden realized that we're being edged for several seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And That's I just what had it to feels sit- like. That's what yeah.
0: that's what the show is.
1: Totally. And I just had to sit there with that and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is just a reality. We've we've been dealt.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're just we're we're all engaged in like some collective kink.
1: Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and my dream as a writer is to just facilitate that. Yes. There you go. I, mean, I got same. us back to the topic.
0: I feel like <laughs> I'm... I don't aim for edging my readers. Well, not
1: specifically, but I was more referring to the collective kink uh, side of it. Yes. That you were saying. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's, you know, I don't really know where these things come from in my, I mean, it, just in my brain. Oh. Like, just because, like, I sent part of this story to my friend Monica and. Shout out was, to Monica. Shout out to Monica. Who sometimes listens to of She podcast. does. She does. <laughs> um, and once she was very mad because I mixed up something that she had said and something <laughs> that Tara had said. <laughs>
2: no you didn't and she listened Byard. to it and she
0: was like um excuse me
1: <laughs> I would never say that yeah
0: <laughs> or I would say that like I don't even remember what it was and I don't even remember whether I just remember that she she noticed whatever it was right. she noticed she picked up on
1: it so, so also words, tread lightly right
0: now. <laughs> yes this is this is also just a sign to our listeners that it's like if I ever like if either of us get something wrong about like what episode something was in or Mm -hmm. like who played someone or we get characters' names mixed up. I do this to people I know in my real life. Like I can't even like, I can't even quote the real people in my life accurately, let alone like characters on the TV show. So like.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And it's like I, I mentioned to uh, the people in uh, there's like a fan podcaster or discord um like for the creators like i said to them in introducing myself uh we just decided to record our conversations one day exactly. so that's what y'all are getting yeah so that's, that's it
0: <laughs> either way i sent this to monica and i was like i'm thinking of having this character say this thing mm-hmm. but i don't is so, it I was going to have Bigfoot say, come for me, come for Bigfoot, because there's this romance series called come for Bigfoot. Right. Um, and and I wanted that reference. And I was like, but I feel like that's just like too much. Cause like, I want it to be like, like, I don't want the sex scene to Mm -hmm. be like stupid and silly. Like I want it to be sexy. Right. And Monica was like, I do not like I do not have this kink. I cannot speak to like whether this is sexy or not. Right. And I was just like, I don't either. Like, I'm not into Bigfoot. I don't know why I'm writing this. It's <laughs> li- like
1: I was literally to gonna me. I was literally gonna say, you need to find Bigfoot um beta readers. I guess. Right? Yeah.
0: But I'm just like I like I can find anything sexy, also, even if I don't actually want to get railed by Bigfoot.
1: But that's the, well, I was just gonna say the same thing. That's the thing, though, right? Is it's just like you're just to me. It's like you're just tacking on like another layer to an already existing thing, mm-hmm. right? So it's yeah. just like the already existing thing. Like you can just make that sexy, and then just tack on, yeah. The is what i'm saying making any sense? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes.
0: But then so i guess if you're not invested in the original thing either, it's like Yeah. It's hard for it's hard to yes try and figure yeah. out what is sexy. So.
1: Yeah. True, 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 true. True. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that was that's your current work yes. in progress. That's my current work in progress. Do you have other works in progress, and how many do you have?
1: Jesus, this is this is where we really get uh... <laughs> God. <laughs> so the the fic that I had that I'm working on, mm-hmm. uh, obnoxious air quotes, <clears throat> is a uh, uh, you've got male that's Lau, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited about, but I'm so like. I know I'm definitely overthinking it, and I'm getting too much into, like, it being exact. Yeah. And capturing the feeling of the movie, but also writing these characters, like, properly Mm -hmm. and in character and everything. Especially recently, I've read so many, even, like, in-universe Destial Fix that are, like, the characterization i'm like uh, this is making me sobsicles so come back please <laughs> making me upset <laughs> but i'll finish it anyways because i can't help myself mm-hmm. but anyway um so yeah i'm just <laughs> um i'm definitely just getting too into my head and i think i have this thing about finishing the novel first and just getting yeah. it yeah
0: so you really done. like to have like one Work yeah. in progress
1: at a time. Yes, and no, because then I'm also like writing movie and film or movie and TV reviews yes. and like media analysis articles. So, like, I do kind of have like a multiple eggs in a basket sort of scenario, mm-hmm. but I am actually, I think, the, to the place that I'm talking from right now is that I have been in a writing slump. Mm-hmm. I haven't written in probably like three weeks, if not more. Um, so normally I would have like mm-hmm. all the juggling all of them.
0: Okay. Well, and but, speaking as an outside viewer, mm-hmm. it seems like you have like your novel and this the destial fic. Um, but I feel like you're much more like timely with your other works in progress because, oh, yeah. like, you like did that review of
1: Yellow Jackets. Yes,
0: thank you. Um, and I know the Mr. Robot article was, yeah. like, a while ago. Yes. Um, But, like, you put those out, like, at the appropriate times, like, yes. when the shows had just ended or,
1: like, I'm come out. All, I'm all about writing the SEO. Yes. All so, like,
0: it. you're very good with that. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, sometimes you sign up for like writing contests <gasps> Yeah, that's and stuff.
1: right. I forgot about that. <laughs> but it's
0: like those aren't really work in, works in progress because no. it's like it'll be like a weekend long. Exactly.
1: It's a one and done kind of. Yeah.
0: Whereas like yeah. I never set myself up for anything that has a deadline because mm. I will like.
1: But your like zine stuff and your exchanges. <gasps> um, yeah. Okay.
0: So I've signed up for a couple We're of fan wrong. fiction exchanges. We're both wrong.
1: Conclusion? shame on me we're both wrong yes. <laughs> about ourselves and we need each other to remind one another that we're mm-hmm. wrong <laughs> um
0: okay fine you're right um but okay, i will fine. say i will say that like the fanfic exchanges that i've signed up for in the past have always <laughs> been like i've always had pre-written material
1: oh gotcha um
0: yeah yeah
1: I got you.
0: Because usually, like, you sign up Mm -hmm. with, like, I can write these three pairings. Right. And so it's, like, I usually have a couple of ideas, like, on the go for, like, pairings. Mm -hmm. And then people will submit dear author letters for exchanges where they say, like, I really like these tropes. I really don't want any impreg or soul bond or whatever but i really right. like a high school au or whatever and usually i'm able to find something on that person's list that like matches up with,
1: a with an existing
0: yeah and like last exchange i did the person did not have a Your author letter
1: oh so i was
0: just like i will get just what you gonna write get the fic that i was working on so that well, was really it, lucky for me
1: it is that thing too that we kind of like on our personal time like talked about of like the difference between writing fan fiction and general fiction even on those levels of where you're given parameters or you're writing specifically for someone else or you're just in general writing to an audience um when you post to AO3 or wherever it's like the the big difference is is that they're you know the for any writing the first person that you should write for is yourself Mm -hmm. but unfortunately because of i think western canon the way that capitalism has taken a hold of all writing like general writing in in general Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that like it's a lot harder to access that when it comes to general fiction Mm -hmm. um because it's so funny because I've been meaning to ask you actually more about exchanges because I kind of feel like I want to do one before I even dive into this fic cuz like I feel like I haven't written enough or like I want to mm. write a few short ones yeah. to kind of like get more of like the feel of it instead of diving into this pretty like intimidating project for me at least um and cuz I've always when you would t- tell me about doing the the exchanges and stuff I'm like oh I wonder if Sally would like Doing the uh, writing challenges that I do, um, oh yeah, and stuff which you would not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would not. <laughs> um, I think. I think after your first like, I think you would end up liking it, but mm-hmm. it would just be about that initial like rip the band-aid off kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it would depend on what assignment you got, um, because it's you can get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, since I'm assuming. A good amount of our listeners are writers. Uh, I do want to shout out the challenges because uh, I really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I wish they would pay me to um, promote, market, to promote and market them as much as I do, but they do not. Uh, it's called NYC Midnight Press,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, they do ch- different challenges all year round. They do a one hundred micro, one hundred word micro fiction a 1000 word flash fiction, and then they do a short story. And they even do a uh, script writing as well. Yeah. And like, depending on the word length and all that kind of stuff, it determines how much time you get. Uh, Like at midnight, you get your um, assignment, like the last one that I did, I think it was, it was short story. So it was 2500 words in eight days, Mm -hmm. which is I think the longest, yeah, it's the longest one that they have. Um, I'm used to doing like 24 hour and 48 hour. Yeah. Mm. But, um, last one I got, I got so lucky cause I got suspense mm-hmm. and then it was a foreman for the, for a character that had to be included. And then I can't remember. Oh, it was um, a phobia or overcoming mm. a phobia was like the subject or part of it. And so you have to kind of like work this in and you only have, it's like, it's like being in a pressure cooker and mm-hmm. I love it so much. <laughs> um but yeah anyway so yeah that i guess that technically count we can say that's a work it's active writing projects nonetheless and then for me for my
0: i i need to count quickly how many works in progress because i get ideas for fanfic like constantly oh if we're counting ideas Mm -hmm. but but no so this is ideas (laughs) but like Flushed out ideas—the ones that are that have their own office documents. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have ten.
1: <laughs> I and I'm not I'd... going to
0: explain all of them because they're all like random, like.
1: Yeah, if I were to actually like, if I were to count all the like articles I have planned or essays, I should say that I have planned. Yeah, I'd probably be. I wouldn't be quite at ten, but it mm-hmm. would be. It would be getting there. Yeah. yeah,
0: these are like fixed that all have, or, or novels that all have like four hundred to a thousand words. Nice. So, yeah. and then I okay. abandon them to go work on another one because exactly. I'm just, yeah, I'm. That's how I'm you like, write.
1: Yeah, that's just how yeah. you write. Yep.
0: And then eventually I settle on one, and I'm like, okay, I guess. I, <laughs> I guess, guess I'll I've,
1: break bring you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still excited for uh. The one novel that I know about that. Yes,
0: that I'm 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 not going to share the idea. No, God, no. So you'll just have Uh -uh. to read it when I publish it in 25 years. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. So this is like a, again, like a combo question or like not a combo question. Um, But it's like, what do you like best about your own writing slash like what do you find easiest to write? I felt like those two kind of like went yeah. together. Like, yeah. yes. So what do you like best about your own writing slash what is easiest for you to write?
1: Gotcha. I would say for me, dialogue is easiest to write. I love mm-hmm. writing dialogue. I think that's like, I, I don't care. I'm going to reference authors that are problematic. Who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, that's... Uh, why I love like a lot of Hemingway's writing Mm -hmm. because he just has that kind of like filmic quality cinematic quality uh, uh, um, of dialogue of Mm -hmm. where it's like you feel like you're watching a movie you feel like you're watching a slice of life um and I mean good movie dialogue like Sorkin or or you know the, the the people that write dialogue where the characters are talking over one another like real life like where it just feels very organic and people are poking fun at each other and being cheeky and flirty and like that kind of thing so i feel like because to me it almost feels like writing a different language when you're writing Hmm. dialogue because you're you're writing in all of this intertextuality and emotion without writing out the words yeah um so i feel like that's definitely what i would say comes easiest to me and I think I think what was the other part of the question
0: (laughs) um what do you like best about your own writing the Uh, reason I put them together is for me like the two things are the same same like I'm like the thing that I find easiest is also the thing that I like think that I am best at and like like the most you know but it could be different for you
1: yeah no I would say the same I I would say for both it is it is dialogue yeah Mm. definitely if we're talking about like actual like breaking down like a specific aspect of writing, I would say dialogue for me. Okay. What about you?
0: Um, it, that's interesting because I am so bad at dialogue. <laughs> and it's it's not even like that I'm like bad at dialogue. I'm just bad at like incorporating it into stuff. Um, whereas I think I'm best at like character internal monologue. And like thought process, and those are also the parts that I like the best. Um, those are the parts that tend to like just come to me fully formed, where I'm like, "Aha! This is the story." I have a fully formed paragraph that just landed in my head, and when yes. that happens, it's always a paragraph of internal monologue.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's always like someone thinking about something. <laughs>
1: you know (laughs) they're thinking in Sally's writing
0: yeah
2: like anytime
0: I have like I get so bogged down um and it like this is the part like it's like the attaching like the part about writing where you have to attach things together where Mm -hmm. it's like I'll have like a chunk of eternal monologue and then another chunk of internal monologue and like between the two the character has to like walk through their apartment and, like, take a shower and then, like, go to work. Like, it's, like, the, I find it really difficult to, like, make a character do things. Like, they have to go to the bar and meet the guy and, and I'm good at, like, I really like writing okay. the person, like, sitting at the bar thinking about, like, The hot guy that they see across the room but actually like getting them to the bar and like having them like order a drink like
1: well but then that's where see this is honestly why i think maybe i um because i I don't like i feel like you haven't expressed this um but for me i definitely i did definitely relate a lot more to storytelling from a movie making perspective that i do from novels that being said i think like definitely there is a strong correlation between reading and and writing well Mm because you you need to like ingest what um you want to create to get the like momentum and your flow and all that kind of stuff and also too for me personally the like kind of the push to do it Mm -hmm. comes from um reading um But when it comes to like breaking a story down like that, right, right away, when you're talking about like, oh, um, you know, I, I, I struggle with getting them to the bar. So you don't have to get them to the bar. You break the scene and they're already at the bar but like and they already have a drink in front of them and you just mention like oh they take their cherry coke and bring it to their lips but like that's they don't the, have to order it
0: but that's the part like it's like they have to do something the entire thing right. can't just be internal monologue like they have to take Why not? action because <laughs> then it'd be really boring <laughs> like you have to have action yeah in right in yeah, your story true. and in your yeah. writing
1: um, I think it's just because, like, I, I just think of it very differently mm-hmm. from
0: the way that you're describing it. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm trying. I am. De- I'm definitely that person. that I'm just like, let me solve your writing problem for you. No, please. And it's please. like, Kira, shut up.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, um, okay. What is your favorite genre to write and why?
1: so my favorite genre um speaking about like general fiction i would say is definitely mystery suspense thriller that sort of crime fiction that sort Mm of avenue if you will and why oh and why (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) you're like
0: i feel like i'm being interviewed and i'm like i feel like i'm like Asking test questions. Like, you know, how, like, (laughs) they're always, like, answer in a complete sentence. Like, and you're, like, shut up. I don't want to answer in a complete sentence.
1: Sally, you're really doming the podcast right now. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I knew you'd like that. Um, uh, I think, honestly, it's just, it's the material that I gravitated towards the most, like, in... And, and I would also say like kind of the the you know supernatural she said it mm-hmm. um <laughs> the supernatural and the kind of fantasy uh sci-fi realm of things I would also say like I would say that I kind of like meld those two like my the grouping that I mentioned first and then that second one I kind of like overlap them a bit because I just I, I like the problem solving of a mystery I love the i like to edge my reader clearly Mm -hmm. um and then i love i I think i just was always surrounded with this kind of like suspenseful you know material like i think i was right i started to there's the door um screech um that uh I I, I think I was trying to unpack this previously and I think I do actually have a note on my notes app that says something to the effect of, um, let me see if I can find it real quick just because I think it is a little bit poetic. Um, Something I didn't mention about the work in progress because I haven't actually started it yet, but I am going to do a um, poetry chap book. Ooh. that I'm going to, like, hand-bind and everything Ooh. and, like, sell as pay-what-you-can. That's um, yes. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Anyway, because I for, forgot about it already. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to find it. But it was something to the effect of, like, I grew up on a steady diet of A&E and Murder, She Wrote. You know? Yep. So it's, like, it's like that kind of... I, I think I was already always kind of predisposed to um that and that being said I I would say that like my current I'm trying to think of like other previous works in progress that are still works in progress that I do eventually plan to finish I think you know when I say crime fiction I think my current novel that I'm about to finish Mm -hmm. that'll be the first novel I've ever written I think that that that'll be the last crime fiction that I ever write in Mm. the sense of there being a main character that is a detective or police officer Uh, just for personal reasons hmm. and and very like topical reasons just because I I I did start to kind of like question like what am I actually who am I actually writing this for why am I actually writing it I can't help it like that stuff does like get into my my brain like I'm not complete like I am 100% more of like a I do lean more to the side of, like, hedonism and write whatever you want and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And, like, what write what comes naturally to you. But then when it starts not Mm -hmm. coming naturally to you, then that's, like, a good sign to stop. But anyway.
0: Well, and also I feel like if, you know, if you want to sort of like and identify with your characters and find them interesting and compelling and maybe admirable, if... For example, one of your characters is a police officer and you no longer find police officers mm-hmm. interesting, admirable. Like it just becomes hard. Like it, it just becomes a thing that you don't want to write anymore and it has nothing to do with like, yeah. write what you want. It's like, no, like you can no longer imbue these characters with the qualities that you want the characters to have if they yeah. have those occupations
1: exactly yeah and I, and I and i i started thinking about like there's um my my next novel that sally already knows about because she she's really her and another friend friend of mine are really excited about it because i pitch it to, pitch it to both of them like ages ago now god i think i told you about it when we were still working together probably yeah. Um or not too long after. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but uh I was thinking about that one cuz that's kind of been popping up in my brain more and more now as like something I want to go back to. And cuz it it definitely is similar in kind of like subject matter, I guess you could in say to in vibe um to the business nec- necklace to the bismuth necklace but um there are no cops that are main characters and there never was like i'm not just saying that as like a Mm kind of you know oh like i decided to edit that out after like no like there was that was never an intention it was supposed to be like a ground view kind of Mm -hmm. situation um but anyway tangent uh over it was a good tangent. Yay.
0: My favorite genre is romance. Yes. Obviously. I really? mean, my favorite genre to write. Um, and, and I was just thinking while you were talking about this, I think that the fact that you like writing sort of mystery thrillers and I like writing romance is so on brand yes. for us. And yeah. I think that it also comes down to one thing that you like kind of mentioned in terms of like how you want the reader to feel because I think that you really like (laughs) being mean
1: yes I do I want I want to make my readers squirm
0: yeah and like you want to be like I am the writer and like I know what's going on and you don't um whereas i just like want to make people happy (laughs) but like really like that's it like um in terms of like i just want
1: painting me into a corner here (laughs) this is
0: writing though not in real life in real life you want to make people happy but like (laughs) there's like a certain feeling that you get from reading romance and from reading a lot of fan fiction like obviously When I say, like, romance, I'm including, like, romance fan fiction. Yeah. Along with that. And I'm sure we've all had that experience of reading fan fiction where, like, the reason we started reading fanfic was because we wanted a certain kind of satisfaction that we weren't getting from watching the show. Like, we want the payoff of... Dean and Cass, like, getting together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't want, like, I mean, a lot of, like, I don't, I don't love just, like, pure fluff. Like, I like mm-hmm. it if they have to work for it. But a lot of yeah. those fics follow sort of romance conventions where you have the buildup and you have the conflict and then you get this, like, really gratifying ending where, the two leads are now in love and together Mm -hmm. um and i feel like i'm doing a really bad job of describing it but like not at all everyone who's read fan fiction like knows that feeling that like bone deep like happiness satisfaction
2: Mm -hmm.
0: kind of like guilty pleasure feeling Mm -hmm. of like there was only one dead and then they fell in <laughs> love. Like it's such a wonderful feeling. It is
1: exactly. Um, and like it's euphoric.
0: The feeling that I want. Yes. To give. Whereas. Well, it's,
1: well, it's not me be mean. Yeah. Well, that's that's. See, this is the thing that writers. I think that there is. I'll speak for myself, but I think that you. Essentially, just said it right there. Of like. I think that there is a strong correlation between like what you create and what you consume yes so it's like i haven't deviated a lot from like reading i've mostly only ever read destiel fanfic Mm -hmm. um and that was supernatural was my entrance into fanfiction blah, blah 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 all that stuff and anytime i have gone outside of that purview it's been like doctor who or killing eve or like it's been in the family of like what i would write Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, the original source material and stuff. Yeah, Um, And the thing for me is whenever, again, I'll bring it back to, like, movies and stuff. If I'm watching a um, a movie, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, And, of course, naturally, I'm coming up blank, uh, putting myself on the spot. But there's definitely been movies where it's just, like... The way it's written or the way that the story's told and like how they take you that they take the you as the audience member through the story um it isn't necessarily like mean it can be but Mm -hmm. it's like it is that kind of like like you're saying like i know something you don't know kind of thing Mm -hmm. and whenever i get to the to the end of something like that my m- usually my immediate thought is I want to be able to do that yes right mm-hmm. so it's like and I think you would like even just looking at like what other fan fictions you read and stuff it, it very strongly correlates to what you want to write mm-hmm. so it's like it is it is almost kind of that beautiful I'm gonna get poetic wait for it. <laughs> um it is kind of that beautiful thing of like you want to put out into the world what you receive kind mm-hmm. of yes thing 100 percent.
0: okay we have a couple more questions cool because i have no idea how long we've been doing this oh it's been a hot minute okay
1: excellent (laughs) but we're good we're good i think i think we're pretty much like we're gonna make good time we're gonna have like a solid episode length excellent
0: so what is your writing process (laughs)
1: jesus how much time do we have? No, I'm kidding. Um, do you, do you have something to say right away, or do you I want do. You to go first? How about you go first? Though? Okay. Okay.
0: Um, so I always start.
1: <laughs> I just remember that I know you're writing. <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: I always start on my notes app on my phone. Um, I I I messaged a friend this on on Twitter and they were like wow you live on the edge <laughs> um but yeah I think like when I started writing I mean we all struggle with this you struggle with this too I think a little bit although eh, maybe not no I don't think you do but I th- you you know strategies to deal with this but like like, I get stressed out, like, reading stuff that I've written before sometimes. It's, like, starting with a blank page and then putting something on it is very, like, oh, no, I want to delete it right away. That's bad. Um, so if I start on my notes app, it's, like, a lot less pressure. And it's just, like, not this big blank page. And it's just, like, casual. And I'll often write, like, quite a lot there. Um, also, um, like, I don't tend to take transit as much now that I'm in Vancouver, but, like, in Toronto, like, I would definitely oh, yeah. be, like, again, like, one line of internal dialogue mm-hmm. or internal monologue would, like, drop into my brain. And then I'd, like, sit on the subway and just, like, think about it until I had a paragraph. And then I'd, like, put the paragraph in my notes app. And then once I had, like, a certain amount on my notes app, I migrate it onto... Uh, my notes app on my laptop um, which still lower pressure Um, I'll add it to my list of fix that I've started so I'll like put down a little title Um, and then once I have like 400 words let's say I'll move it to um, an open office document Um, and then I'll just sort of And again, usually like I have a whole bunch of different like sections that then need to be linked up and I'll, you know, write a section and then I'm like, here's where they go off into the woods and try to record Bigfoot Um, or insert sex scene here. Um, And then I just kind of struggle with
1: struggle bus. Yeah, struggle bus (laughs) with
0: connecting everything Like, I thought I was so close to finishing this stupid Bigfoot story.
1: What, did something fall apart?
0: No, I just realized that it was just going to take me more work than I, like, Uh... it's like, I was like, all I have to do is write this one little scene where they, you know.
1: you see what you, what you need to do is you need to like, once you realize that you don't, that you have more to do than that, just that one little scene, you need to go stop it Mm -hmm. to yourself. And like smack yourself if you need to, and then just write that little scene that you were thinking about. No, it's like the little scene oh. is taking me forever. Oh. <laughs> uh, well. I can't help you there. <laughs> yeah.
0: But either way, it's like brainworm notes app, bigger yes. notes app, open office document. Done. Gotcha. And that is my writing process. I also usually make a playlist for everything that I write.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I, like, listen to that playlist on repeat, which is why one of my top songs last year was, like, the Riverdance theme. Nice. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God. Like, I've just tanked my Spotify algorithm from listening to the Riverdance soundtrack
1: so much. I saw it was I, – I, I think it was – it was a TikTok the other day, and it was – this clip of like, I don't know if you've seen them, but where they do like blindfolded dates on a stage. Have you seen that? No. It's like at a comedy club or something, and it'll be two people that are put on stage and they're blindfolded and they're like having a date. Sounds great. It, yes, it is great. I've only seen them like a few times. They've like po- passed by my FYP, but this one, the guy had such a great, it was two guys and he had such a great opener. I'm like, I'm fucking stealing this. What was your Spotify wrapped? Mm. like yeah
0: i'm using that anyway sorry it just made me think of it no that's Um, excellent yeah so that's my writing process yes what's yours
1: it's weird because it's like one i think you don't give yourself enough credit (laughs) as (laughs) usual uh because you were saying like you know there's certain things that like we struggle with like together like we we struggle with similar things sometimes and you were saying, like, oh, but you found ways to co- cope with it. I'm like, yeah, yes, I have, but so have you. You yes. discovering like that mm-hmm. you need to start with the lower pressure notes app is like exact like that is or, or you know, being like, oh insert mm-hmm. X scene because you don't wanna write that at the moment, but you know where it needs to go and you wanna make sure that you're bookmarking like that's all strategies of writing. Yeah. And that's building a writing process at that of the other day. Um I don't think I can go into my full writing process mm-hmm. because it's different for everything. Yeah. Like, what I would do for preparing a novel is different from a short story, is different from an essay, is different from a poem. Is it, like, I think the most freest I am when it comes to writing is poetry. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's just like I just put down on page what I'm, what I'm um, feeling and then majority of the, the actual writing comes in rewriting and editing and stuff it's just that initial kind of because it because you know the smaller more succinct the work is the the shorter the span is between starting it and completing it and then you can actually get to the real final product Mm -hmm. quicker like the turnaround is just different right so to me that like for for me that forms my writing process but i think the thing that clicked for me when it comes to writing processes and I, I, I think I have mentioned this to you before. I was at one point listening to this random, like, really, really short podcast about writing and the craft, and they would have, like, a different author on every episode. I think it was, like, 10 minutes, like, the craft in 10 minutes or something like that. And there was this male author on, and they asked, I can't remember what question they asked him, but his answer was... Um, or in, somewhere in his answer, he mentioned how writing is inherently uncomfortable. It is an act of discomfort. You are sitting in front of a blank page and you have to come up with one word after another, after another, and it needs to be a cohesive sentence. It is an, It is actively discomfort, like uncomfortable. And the second I heard that framed that way, because there's knowing that, there's hearing ta- people like yourself talking about like a blank page and all that kind of stuff. But and experiencing that there's knowing it, but it being put that way, like unlocks something for me. And it's like, no, I need to lean in to the discomfort. So that was like a big thing for me. And then just like studying stuff like save the cat and like different methods of like breaking uh, down a story, um, a big thing for me now at this point in my writing journey is um, being able to write a synopsis, like literally like a two sentence logline synopsis that has the entire story in it. Yeah. And it's the meat and bones, like it's just the essence. And then everything else gets extrapolated from that. Um, But again, that's like reserved for longer stories. Um, I think the thing, where I get most like writer process-y about it is when I'm doing the writing challenges. Mm. So when I'm doing the writing challenges, I'll wait for my assignment. I'll check it at midnight, the night mm-hmm. that it gets posted. And then usually what I'll do is I'll see my assignment. I'll write down my first idea, the so- synopsis of my first idea, and then I'll throw that away. Because. Mm first pancake it's usually never as good as the second idea mm-hmm. and this really this definitely happened the last time too um the, with the last one that I did and then the second idea I write that and I'm like oh that's so much better and they're usually not like drastically different like mm-hmm. first idea versus the second but it's like a bit more evolved and it's yeah. more settled and it's not this like knee-jerk reaction and then depending on what the nature of the assignment is especially if it's if it's a genre that i don't typically write in then i'll go to youtube and i'll search all the movies that i watch in ah. that genre and i'll create a playlist of trailers mm-hmm. to get the vibe and the feeling of the genre um and everything and then uh yeah the the initial ideas that i write they're in they're in my notes app as well so yeah. like i think that that's like a starting point for me as well. And then I usually use either, um, I'll migrate to uh, Scrivener or to Google Docs, either one. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you and ever I, use pencil, pen and paper? Um, e- no. <laughs> like if I'm actively writing something and I need to make notes while I'm writing, then mm-hmm. yes, that's when that'll happen. When it, when it comes to actually writing the story, no. I just type it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to for sure. Mm -hmm. Like back back Yeah, like before we had computers. computers. (laughs) Yeah. That's when that Yes, I
0: also used to use the other technology before I had the new technology.
1: (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, that's my like really bastardized way of talking about my writing process. All right. So wonder I get anything (laughs) done. On, you get and uh, so much done but honestly like the true thing of that is because we have the same this is one of the problems that we have in common and it is it's widespread it's not just us it's not even just the people that we know it's like everyone is to not re- not reread what you just wrote yeah that is the biggest thing because that you're gonna talk yourself out of writing mm-hmm. It's literally what you do mm-hmm. or think yourself out of writing because yeah. you're just constantly going back trying to make your first part perfect and it's like what's the point of making that first part perfect if you're not going to finish the story yeah so it's like you're going to
0: start writing weird bigfoot porn and then (laughs) reread what you've written and be so embarrassed that you just stop writing
1: (laughs) when you shouldn't
0: be (laughs) so last question um What are some books that you are most inspired by?
1: So I I feel like, I don't know about you, but for me, definitely the correlation between my favorite books and like most inspiring books would be very, you know, it's a circle. The Venn Mm -hmm. diagram is a circle. Um, The first book that came to mind for me is a book called Dancing on the Edge by Han Nolan. I can't believe you know that book. No one knows that book. It's because it was like our era.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I feel like people now. Kids (laughs) these days.
1: Get off my lawn.
0: I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) We're also
1: in our 30s. Like we're not that old. We're fine. I know.
0: But like it's (laughs) kind of like, oh, like now is like the golden age of YA fic. But I feel like the golden age of YA fic was like the 90s. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, Dancing on the Edge is like
1: yeah.
0: one of those.
1: It just, it, I remember it just, I think it was one of the first novels I ever read that wasn't like Dear Canada or <laughs> Little House on the Prairie, which was what I was reading before that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, that, I would say that that book definitely is, that book's probably the book that made me want to write. To be honest, because um, it just—I remember reading it, and and this is going to sound strange, but to this day, because it's been on my reread li- like d- want to reread list for a while, and I, th- I, I think I gotta finally like uh, rip the band-aid off with that, because um, because I, I I have read it a couple times, but again, it was it was like over a decade ago, um, if not more. I'm still so confused by the book. Mm-hmm. There's so much about it that's ephemeral and like not concrete because you're you're reading an unreliable narrator, really. Uh, but uh, not the classic sense of an unreliable narrator. It's like an unreliable narrator that they don't even realize that they're unreliable because there's trauma and mental illness and all kinds of, and all these things that have words for them now, but didn't mm-hmm. at the at the time, it was, well, especially at our age then um and everything and so I I think it was all it it did almost kind of turn into a thing of like I want to confuse people too Mm -hmm. and I also want to be able to do it because then maybe if I'm able to like execute that I'll find the key to it as well and be able to solve it um so yeah I feel like that's high on the list um It's weird. I I find that a lot of my early reading, like, the Dear Canada series and, like, uh, Little House on the Prairie and all those books, like, I feel like I'm sure there's some ways in which they influenced me. Um, Haha, influence. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Um,
0: (sighs) Why? I hate my
1: brain sometimes. Um, In some way, but, like they also feel so far away from me now Mm -hmm. that I'm kind of like, I don't know how I ever associated myself with that. I don't know that, that vibe if you will. Um, but yeah, so I would definitely say dancing on the edge by Han Nolan gathering blue by Lewis Lowry, Mm. um, author of the giver, Mm -hmm. um, gathering is Like it's just, it's, it's a really, I highly recommend it. Um, the it was the first time I ever saw a character with the same name as me. Oh. Um main char- main character's named Kira and mm-hmm. it was spelled the same and everything. Um and it's like this dystopian YA, you know, very much like the giver uh kind of kind of vibe. Um and so yeah, I, I would say those two would be inspirations. And then if we're talking about like craft specific stephen king's on writing is just like top tier for me yeah that's all i can think of right now all (laughs) right i
0: i'm trying to 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 think about what i want to say because i was i just looked up a little list i have on my phone Mm -hmm. of like my favorite books um but I do think I do think there's a difference between like in inspirational like books mm-hmm. that inspire you and books that are just your favorite. Um, I do think so Anna Karenina
1: <laughs> oh, yes. is
0: like one of my all time favorite books. Yes. And also I, I think has really inspired yeah. me, not that I'm saying my writing is like Tolstoy, um, <laughs> sounds- or even that I'm trying to write anything as good. As Anna Karenina. Um, But I do think that the way he writes human emotions, Mm -hmm. um, I just love. I think it's compassionate and interesting and realistic and all of these wonderful things. Um, But then it's like, Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite books. I don't think that Lord of the Rings has really inspired me in any way, um, other than, like, it's inspired me to, like, dress up like an elf. Um, just Kids by Patti Smith,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is sort of...
1: Memoir slash poetry slash...
0: Yeah, like, memoir of a specific time in her life um, mm-hmm. when she was young and lived with Robert Mapplethorpe in New mm-hmm. York, and it's just a really beautiful and inspiring, a... Kind of interesting, unusual love story, and B, just depiction of her as an artist and her development as an artist, um, and you know, her artistic life, like, is not inspirational to me in like a the way I write fanfic, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it is in terms of like the way I want to live my artistic life, right. Um, and and also I I mean I love Patty Smith, she's one of my favorite musicians of all time. Um, and then I feel like I was gonna say one other thing, and now oh <laughs> embarrassingly enough, Anne Rice <laughs> like it's so embarrassing. <laughs>
1: And, it's, hey, if and it's, I can say Hemingway, you can say Anne Rice. I mean, okay? yes,
0: it, yeah. And it's like I don't want to like behave like her. I don't believe in her no. philosophy of writing, but I think she writes satisfying stories in a similar way that I want to. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, thinking around, like, is there any, like, romance novel that I can list? Is there anything romantic? <laughs> like, I can think yeah. of, like, fanfics that it's, like, I want to write a yeah. fanfic like that. Yeah. Um. But they don't even necessarily influence my writing. But, yeah, I think that Anne Rice, um, and not so much Interview with a Vampire, but uh, The Vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned just have mm-hmm. some of the best, like, just so satisfying. She brings up questions. Like, it's like the opposite of being mean mm-hmm. to your reader. Because mm-hmm. she brings up questions, and then she's like, boom, answered. Oh, you're curious about this? Boom, answered. Like, she can't leave any question unanswered.
1: Not, not an untethered plot thread in, in sight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's so satisfying. And... I don't necessarily think that her answering all of those questions like makes her novels better, but it makes them satisfying.
1: Yeah. I feel like it, it, it's so easy to get wrapped up in like the better, worse, good, mm. bad kind of thing. See it a lot now with like, it's, it's something that I do end up wanting to like, I don't know, do write an essay on or do a, a video essay on or something at some point but all the discussion about like uh just making me think of you know all all these you know snobby uh hollywood directors coming after uh you know uh, um superhero movies Mm -hmm. and calling them you know amusement park rides and all this kind of stuff and like i'm sure someone will tell me that this isn't true and this is is like a misquoted thing but i'll never forget You know, when I first learned that, like, Shakespeare wasn't considered highbrow art, right? When, when that was the popular, that was, Shakespeare was the marvel of its time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, obviously not a one-to-one, you know, comparison, but it, it it was viewed that way. Mm -hmm. But now it's considered the highest of art. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like those... You know, if you can't, if you can't respect someone else's enjoyment.
0: Also. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we're talking about Martin Scorsese, right?
1: It it hasn't even just been him. It's been multiple people. But But like him in
0: particular pissed me off. Because it's like, obviously he's an amazing director. But I'm like, like I think that the people who should be pissed off are like the like indie directors who get who are really getting screwed over by like the
1: where juggernaut are we going? kind of Yeah, by by yeah. the way,
0: like the film industry has changed. I don't yeah. know. I was just like listening to something recently about how like in the 70s like all of these indie movies were getting made and then like and getting funded by big studios and like becoming really well known and now like the budgets have just gotten sort of so out of control that like i don't know it's just like different um but like i'm like martin scorsese is like an old white dude who's like famous and rich and like whatever like i really don't care what he has to say (laughs) No. about this because he's not getting screwed over by the system and everyone still respects and loves him and i don't think we should be like watching martin scorsese movies instead of marvel movies like maybe it would be nice to watch like an indie movie about like a woman of color like that would be nice but like we don't need to watch another like mob movie about old white guys
1: yeah um well honestly like the thing uh, the person that i was thinking about martin scorsese but i I was more so I'm less mad at Martin Scorsese just because I uh, the article got misquoted a lot. Okay. I just have a lot that, of like Misandrist rage, which which is like warranted because I'm not saying that he was like nice about it or anything, but I feel like people definitely like went more for the juggler with him and I have a bit more respect for him as an artist than I do for Ridley Scott. Who oh, was yes. the other person who yes. recently okay made a big stink and given what his last two movies were he can fuck right off also he um, started as a commercial director yeah like, suck my dick exactly um and i used to really i used to ad- admire his work and it's it, it pisses me off anyway um this is why we don't put people on a pedestal unless yes. we're willing to watch them fall <laughs> um but it's funny that you bring up independent filmmakers Because if you look at the majority of directors that Marvel has chosen over even just the last five years for new projects, Mm -hmm. they're all indie directors. Yeah,
0: And I do have mild issues with that. Just, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, obviously, I think these people should like, it's great that they're getting paid and stuff. But I do think it's kind of telling that it's like, instead of funding, like, their projects for like, what they want to do, it's like, here, we'll give you a Marvel movie
1: yeah no but I But like it's like but, it's also, like but I will I, nothing's perfect and I will say that no matter what at the end of the day the, the quicker that we realize that we've moved back into studio system yes the better off we will be in terms of like reconciling all this behavior and the way that movies are are made now um because the second that you recognize that it kind of it's not a, a, a um I'm, I'm talking about it from a morally neutral perspective yes it, it's it's you know, it makes sense why things are happening the way they are if you look at it that way. As you look at it, like, Netflix and Disney and Marvel are the are MGM and Universal, and, yeah. you know, like, it, if you kind of put yourself back into the old Hollywood mentality, then it kind of makes more sense. But then also, too, that might mean that we're, especially as Marvel kind of just starts becoming oversaturated and starts moving into more representation and loses all of the toxic asshole uh, fanboys um, and becomes a little bit niche we might end up getting another kind of 70s return back to more independent, you know, independent kind of becoming more of the feature. I don't know. Anyways, we, end- we ended up finishing up our writing podcast with a tangent about uh-huh. movies, but there was something that I wanted to say about um, what you were talking about, about like inspirations and stuff. Uh, like, books that inspired us. Um, and I will say that uh, since I started reading fan fiction, there's more fan fiction that has inspired me to write now than any other yeah. thing. So And same. Yeah. So, are we done? I oh, my God, we done. did it. <gasps> we'll be well, back in... Yes.
0: An amount of time
1: in an amount of time,
0: um, with your regularly with your irregularly regularly not scheduled supernatural <laughs> content
1: exactly. Um, but in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Ifie Podcast at i at i f i e podcast. Um, I am gonna try and be a little bit more active on the socials. Um, and yeah, so you guys can find us on, on there. And assuming you're already listening to us on your, uh, favorite streaming service for podcasts, uh, if you have any friends that want to listen to us, they can find us on Spotify and iTunes and whatever the hell else there is.